this is the, my first opportunity to uh, be at your church, but I, I just wanted to come this morning and say a special thank you. You guys have been such a blessing year after year to this ministry. And uh, this morning, I think we brought with us, I don't know, what is it, maybe 40 out of more than about 440 people that we average in the program any given day. And um, uh, I became acquainted with Teen Challenge uh, many, many years ago. Um, it was um, actually 17 years ago, or actually a little over that, about 18 years ago, I got a call. Uh, I was a foreign missionary in South Africa, and uh, we were home on furlough. I worked inside the black townships during the apartheid period doing evangelism. Uh, and there were a couple inner-city pastors were calling me <clears throat> on a conference call, and they said, Rich, what are you doing tomorrow morning? And I said, um, I, nothing. And they said, would you be able to meet with us? And I said, sure, what's this about? And they said, well, we'll tell you tomorrow morning. They said, bring your wife. And so I came the next morning, and uh, they sa asked me the question. They said, have you ever heard of Minnesota Teen Challenge? And I said, well, I knew a little bit about Teen Challenge because before we went to Africa to serve as missionary, the church that I was working at, we bought the Teen Challenge of washer and dryer and for the house, the women's home they had in St. Paul. And they said, well, the women's home is gone. It's been closed. And they said, not only that, but the whole Teen Challenge program in Minnesota is looking to be close up its doors. And they said, before we closed our doors, they said, we really wanted to meet with you. And um, they threw down a front page of the Minneapolis Star Tribune Metro section newspaper. And they asked me to read a little article. And on the front page of the paper was the article of this pastor who was being sued by two women. And it ended up there was actually, I think, two more that joined in on the lawsuit uh, for sexual misconduct uh, and um, uh, possible indictments. Um, and when I was done reading this, uh, they said, this is our Teen Challenge director. And they said, the ministry is looking at being sued at potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars, and we don't have insurance. And I said, well, whatever happened, do you have any homes at all? Do you have any, any assets at all? And they said, well, we, we own a Kirby vacuum cleaner. And I said, you're kidding me. That's all you have? They said, that's really about all we have. And they said, we... Um, we're, we make matters worse, we're about $25,000 in debt. And so I said, all right, well, how does this affect me? And they said, um, well, Rich, uh, and they all started laughing. They said, we've been praying about it. We really feel you're supposed to be our next director. <laughs> and I <coughs> started laughing, and my wife was with me, and I said, this is a joke, isn't it? And and they all started laughing around the circle. I said, you, you're, you get hundreds of thousands of dollars of litigation. You can't, I suppose you can't pay a salary, and they shrugged their shoulders, no. And I said, if you can't pay me a salary, you've got no homes, you've lost your home, and on top of your $25,000 in debt, and, and I said, you probably don't have any support coming in. And, and um, they, <coughs> everybody was laughing except one guy <coughs> who was one of the pastors who they had meet, moved the uh, Teen Challenge offices into his church, and uh, he's he got all teary-eyed, and he said, listen, Rich, he said, um, over the last couple months, he said, since our director's had this moral failure, he said, I've been picking up the phone, and uh, I, I, this, the Hudson House, I don't see you guys too much, so I don't know you, and we've got some new ladies, I don't know you, but um, all, but how many remember the day when you called, or a family member called, Teen Challenge, and this pastor got all teary-eyed, and he said, Rich, on the end of the line, are hurting people. And he said, Teen Challenge is oftentimes the last resort. And he said, these people need a place. He said, we need a Teen Challenge here in Minnesota. And then he said to me, he said, remember, Rich, somebody reached out to you. He said, I know your story. And I was a, a former addict back in the 1970s, a hippie, a, law, a drug dealer. And uh, I was on my way to a drug deal. And um, <coughs> excuse me, some Christians were out witnessing on the street. That's how I found Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And um, I said, well, uh, let me pray about it. And that night, um, I went home, me and my wife, we went to bed, and we pray every night for our kids, and we pray that God will use us. And, and we said our last amens, and I went to sleep. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, I heard my wife roll over several times. And, and finally, it was so disturbing, she woke me up, and I said, what's the matter? Can't you sleep? And she said, 
Rich, I haven't slept one wink tonight. And she said, I've, the Holy Spirit has put this burden on my heart to pray. And uh, how many know that prayer moves the hand of God? And uh, she said, um, the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me. We're supposed to start this teen challenge. And I started with an old condemned house. I got it for a dollar on the worst area of South Minneapolis. It was called um, Crack Alley on Clinton Avenue. How many have ever known about Clinton Avenue when you're out there drugging? It's a tough neighborhood. It still is. It was really bad back in the, uh, uh, some 18 years ago. Uh, there were, I think, 12 houses on that street. Over half of them were boarded up. I took one of the boarded up houses that had been boarded up for, um, I don't know, I think about five years or something. I got it for a dollar. I renovated the house almost mostly myself. It took almost a year and it was condemned by the city, meaning I had to bring it back to brand new code construction. And um, we started, that was our first house today. And my plan was when we started Teen Challenge, I was gonna get that whole house held 15 guys. So our plan was to start with 15 and then I was going back to Africa. And uh, the problem was before we even opened the first door, I had about 20 guys on a waiting list. And so I thought, well, I can't leave. I got to get these people going. So we opened a second house. And, and then we had, um, we went from 15 guys. Then we had 30. The problem was after the 30, then there was the 50th. And then there was the 75. And then there was 100. And then there was 200. And then there was 300. And then there was 400. And uh, probably next year, if the Lord willing, we might be up at 500, huh? Wouldn't that be wonderful? And uh, we just want to thank you guys because you've been an important part. I don't know many, how many years, Pastor Rick, we've been here, but uh, you've got a precious pastor. I've never met him before, but there's a uh, just a precious spirit in this man. Amen. And you know what you have? I can tell right off the bat. you got that Teen Challenge kind of heart and spirit. Amen. And outside these doors are hurting people who uh, need to know the Lord. Um, I want to read a scripture. I always like to start with a scripture first before we open this morning. Proverbs chapter tw 20, verse 1. The Word of God is not silent on the subject of addiction. As a matter of fact, there's over 200 references in the Word of God about chemical dependency. It's never once referred to as a disease. It's always talked about as a moral decadence. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, Wine makes you mean. Amen, teen challenge. And beer makes you quarrelsome. And a staggering drunk is not much fun. And how many would say amen to that? Uh, the um, New, uh, New King James says, Wine is a mocker, strong drink is brawling, and whosoever is led astray is not very wise. Praise the Lord. Well, this morning they're going to be singing some songs and, and sharing testimony. If you know the songs, you can join with us. The first song is the Revelation song. Thank you. 
flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. Blessing and honor, strength and glory and power be to you, the only wise King. Yeah. And 
You know, ever since I've been in Team Challenge, uh, I came in here just broken down and depressed, and you know, I had a lot of anxiety. And uh, ever since I've been in the program, God has healed me from almost all that. You know, I'm no longer depressed. I'm happy every single day in here. I, uh, I you know, fixed all the relationships with my family. They actually come and visit me every weekend. You know, they come see me here at church all the time. And, uh, you know, it's because of churches like you that their program's here today, and I'm not in the streets or, you know, in jail. So I just thank you guys very much. We have Trisha come. Trisha? Trisha also has a connection here. Hi. Um, good morning. I'm going to quick pray. Um, Heavenly Father, I just ask that you come down and you reign on this place today, God. In precious son's name we pray. Amen. Um, hi. My name is Trish. I'm 27. Um, I've been in the program about four months and um, kind of have a connection to this area. I nannied for a family of four kids about three miles from here um, through high school. So it's, it's like you said, it's kind of nice to be back. Um, I grew up in a really abusive household. Um, I grew up with my mother and my stepfather who were very physically abusive. And um, when I was 12, my father got custody of us and the physical abuse stopped. Um, he was an alcoholic though. And so um, I continued to take care of my brother and my sister. And all through junior high and high school, stayed away from drugs and took care of the family. It was just my role. and. Um, after high school, I was um, introduced to methamphetamines. I started cutting, and um, I, I developed an eating disorder, and that lasted 10 years of my life. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have any hope. The, the more I progressed, um, the less I desired to live, and um, my family just kind of fell to the wayside, and they all went their own way. And um, as did I, I've been through 10 different treatment programs and um, about 10. And this, this really was my last hope. Um, all that time with the cutting and the eating disorder and the meth addiction and the alcohol, um, I was trying to fill something that um, I didn't know how to fill. And um, in all the other treatment programs, um, they were secular, and so there, were, there was no God. And thank God for Teen Challenge. Um, thank God for, for um, Pastor Rich stepping in. Um, I know that I know that I know that I know that if, that if, um, if I didn't come to Teen Challenge, I'd be dead. And in coming to Teen Challenge, and uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, um, my family... Um, is, is back together. My parents have 25 years of separation. Are both They both have a heart for the Lord and um, are back together and getting married this spring. And me and my brother and my sister were all sober all at the same time and working towards um, a better relationship with God. And he's just doing awesome things. He, he filled that, that void. I no longer suffer with cutting and the eating disorder. And I'm, I'm no longer on the streets or homeless. Or um, My parents don't have to worry about putting me in the grave um so god is good and thank you guys for supporting team challenge we're going to sing another song and um, before they they sing that song how many here know you're in the program because somebody prayed you for you raise your hand high if you can, you know that somebody was praying for you and you ended up in the program. Um, some of you, it was a family member, and for others, it was someone who didn't, shouldn't have, had no reason to care, but maybe they worked with you on the job, or they were a neighbor, or um, God laid them on a complete stranger's heart to pray for you. And, um, the Bible says, if we sow in tears, we're going to reap in joy. And that he goeth forth 
bearing precious seed will doubtless come again bringing in his sheaves with him and what that scripture means in the book of Psalms is that prayer is a, a sowing of seed of tears amen and uh, we are so thankful for for prayer amen and for burdens that God puts on and we encourage you to find a find a face up here as they're singing that next song and maybe this week God will lay on your heart and um, you know one of the, the statistics that we never want to mention but it's a reality at Teen Challenge is that probably well over half of the people who come into the year long program are never going to finish and many of them the devil just pulls them out pulls them out I was looking this week in Duluth campus alone, we had five people. I read the reports of the five people who left the program in the Duluth. All of them were stupid things. Like, I got in an argument in the bathroom, and I'm not going to put up with this walk out the door. Someone else said, my girlfriend wants me back to help her take care of my child. Pulls him out. One right after another. You need to stay in this program, amen? You need to stay in this program this program and and maybe you as you're singing god will lay on your heart to pray for someone out in this audience amen amen let's sing the song sam sam's gonna help us someone's praying for me
We're going to have Robin come up. Robin. Robin. There we go. Good morning, church. I'm Robin. Um, well, it's see, it's been been one tragedy after another in in my life, and uh, I was born into a broken home. Um, my father wanted nothing to do with me. Um, by the time I was 15, um, I was abducted and raped and left for dead in an alley, and then uh, brought the police found me in the alley and brought me in, and I. Uh, discovered drinking after that because I couldn't handle everything and um, spiraled downhill real fast, quit school um, and everything. I got got married and had four beautiful children. I thank God I didn't drink during that. It was one of the things I did right in my life. Um, and then... Um, And then I uh, ended up getting divorced and married again pretty much right away because I've never been alone, always been afraid to be alone. Um, drank like a fish and found out my daughter was pregnant and I was really excited about that, about having a grandchild and something to quit drinking for and I did, I quit drinking. and was so happy they moved in with me and he was my little pride and joy and uh, he ended up passing away from a rare virus and when I saw him in his little coffin it just threw me over the edge totally threw me over the edge and I started drinking terribly I was not there for my daughter who needed me desperately and then three months after that, I found out I had breast cancer and uh, went through the double mastectomy and lost all my hair and I was sick as a dog and I, I drank like a fish. I drank and drank and drank and I can't believe I'm still here. I can't believe I didn't die. Um, I, my mom had called me and she said, please go in for help. Robin you're going to die. I ended up in the hospital with pancreatitis and all that kind of stuff. And she said, will you at least pray about it? I said, I'll pray about it, but I'm not going because I could have cared less if I lived or died anyway. I prayed about it that night. I woke up the next morning and I called my mom. I said, take me in. I need to go take me in. And found God and Teen Challenge. Um, and by the grace of God, I'm here. Um, I'm in remission, so um, doing doing well. I've been here for four and a half months, and by the grace of God, I want to live. Thank you. We're going to have a Glenn, Glenn, <clears throat> Glenn, Glenn. Where's Glenn? Hey, how y'all doing? My name is Glenn, I'm 28 years old, I'm from Twin Cities area. Um, so I grew up in a pretty normal family. Um, you know, we had what we wanted and did what we wanted. Um, you know, I grew up playing sports, pretty excelled at that, did pretty good, you know, and then up to my, my senior year in high school is when my parents got divorced. I hurt myself playing ball. And then I started getting into more drinking and, and more uh, more using, you know, drugs and just kind of going to that lifestyle. Instead of doing what I what I did before was, you know, work on playing sports and doing that kind of stuff, I just went to college and started drinking and started just getting really into that kind of party scene. And, and that continued for num numerous years. And um, I ended up being a daily drinker. I mean, I'd go to work, I'd get home, I'd drink, I'd black out get up, go to work the next day. And that was my life. I didn't have a life. My life was to work so I could get money to drink, play cards so I could get money to drink, do something so I could get money to drink. And I developed a, a habit of prescription pain pills after that too, because uh, I hurt myself again and kind of tore up my knee and tore up a couple other things. And, and uh, you know, 
uh, it was uh, that this is the last December uh, my father died uh, from uh, complications of diabetes. He died when he was 54 years old, and that kind of hit me hard. And and I was in a fight with my mother at this time too. And uh, I told her I wasn't coming home for Thanksgiving. I didn't come home for Thanksgiving. I wasn't coming home for Christmas. I wasn't coming there. I didn't want to talk to my stepfather. I didn't want to talk to any of them. And I called her up that Christmas, and I said, you know, Mom, I think I need to go get help. And, uh, you know, this is my Christmas present to you. So I told her I wanted to come to Teen Challenge. And she said that was amazing. So, you know, I came here to Teen Challenge. I've been here for almost nine months now. And God has restored so much things in my life. He's restored my relationship with my mom. He's, uh, you know, before my father died, we, we had some complications with each other, you know, and I had a little unforgiveness for him. And God's allowed me to forgive him. And uh, God's allowed me to forgive the people I've hurt along the way. And uh, forgive myself most of all, because that's a key thing to forgive yourself. And I just, you know, I thank God for everything. This uh, January, I'll be going to Northwestern College to finish up my four-year degree in social studies education. And, uh, you know, it's just an amazing thing. God can give you anything. He restores who's broken, you know. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. So God's just amazing. Thanks, guys. like, excuse me, I always like to uh, share any recent statistics that um, and I just want you to know that outside these doors we have a drug and alcohol epidemic. This was in the uh, front page of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, I think it was the front, maybe the metro section this week. It says arrests are high over the first weekend here of the DWI crackdown and uh, this last weekend in Minnesota, they picked up over 60 DWI drunk drivers, 60. And I'll guarantee you for probably everyone they picked up, there probably were 10 who weren't picked up or more. Um, another article that was actually, this was a, um, a study done in the National Center of Addiction and Substance Abuse webs, uh, websites highlights this every um, couple months they or every year or so they come up with a new two-year study this is called wasting the best and brightest substance abuse in America's colleges and universities and let me say first of all how many would um, agree with me if I said the brightest and sharpest the greatest potential leaders we have in the United States of America are found in our colleges and universities is that correct should be yes we all in agreement and uh, this particular study showed that um, uh, the sampling that they did um, across the colleges and universities of the United States found that 49% are either addicted to prescription drugs, binge drinking, or are using an illegal narcotic. 50% of our best and brightest. The University of Minnesota did its own study several years ago. It was highlighted in the front page of the Star Tribune, and it found that 48% of all females, 50% of all males said they had been binge drinking within the previous two-week period. How many know you continue to drink like that? Binge drinking is, what, six consecutive drinks of hard liquor in a row? Um, you know, um, I just, I know we've got some kids here in the audience, but how many would have to say, Teen Challenge, you'd have to be an absolute idiot to continue with drugs and alcohol? And um, we say all the time, people start drugs and alcohol for recreation, thinking it's fun. That's what the world says, it's fun. But how many have seen it never turns into fun? It, it's devastating. It destroys your life. And uh, you end up hours. It isn't very long. You end up in the medication phase of drug addiction where you just use drugs and alcohol to survive, right? Praise the Lord. Stacy, why don't you come up and share your testimonial? Good morning, church. I'm Stacy, and I'm 22 years old, and I've been in Minnesota Teen Challenge for almost four months now. Um, I grew up in a family where my mom was an alcoholic and my dad was an addict, so my grandmother raised my brother and I our whole lives, basically, and loved us unconditionally, but we also got spoiled a lot and basically did whatever we wanted to do. I really did really, really good in school, but I always had a... Um, really low self-esteem and 
really low confidence. I really hated who I was, and I developed a hatred for people and for my life, and I can't ever remember enjoying my life ever. Um, I got straight A's. I was in softball. I lettered academically, and I just I realized that I just still hated my life no matter what. Um, like Pastor Rich said, I started using drugs at the age of 16, smoking weed, thinking it was fun because finally somebody accepted me somewhere. Um, and I was later introduced to um, crystal meth. Um, I found I could be confident when I got high. I found I could be around people when I got high. I found finally maybe this is where I belong. And that, that was the biggest lie that the devil ever told me. Started shooting up meth at the age of 17 years old. And for the last six years of my life, it has completely controlled me. I've been arrested 15 times. I've been to five county jails. Um, I've gone to prison for crystal meth possession. And I've been to five treatment centers, detoxes, um, mental hospitals. <laughs> I've been down to the bottom. And no matter what, I just didn't stop using. Nothing, nothing would take me away from meth. It was my love. It was my passion. It was my stronghold. It was my God. It was my God, and it controlled everything. It broke my family. And like the guy said on the video, I took everyone along on my train wreck down the hill. Everybody. You came in distance with me. I trampled over you. All I cared about was my next high. That's all I did. Um, but upon coming to Teen Challenge, I realized that I can be happy. I can truly be happy and love myself because God loves me, and that's all that matters in my life. My family's been being restored. They allow me to come to their house now instead of locking the doors on me. Um, my dad's been sober for three years. My mom is working her sobriety. And, you know, it is a struggle. Nobody said this was going to be easy. You know, but living out there, that life was not easy either. And the only thing that has saved me is through Jesus Christ and my brothers and sisters that are here to support us and support from churches like you. So thank you. Thank you, Gary. I had uh, just about break this guy's arm to share. He's never shared before, so it's first time. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is Derek, and uh, what brought me to Teen Challenge was, uh, I don't know, I grew up in an abusive home, physically, mentally, and and uh, 16, I was drinking, 18, I was uh, doing meth, and that led to like an eight-year meth addiction, um, just controlled my life. Uh, the only way I the only way I quit meth was to increase my drinking. I just chose a different addiction, and and that took me into a, a like a, a really sick uh, sick place. I don't know. I would drink before work, drink at work. I would lose jobs, and uh, I would leave my family to to go drink. And it would be week, two weeks, to a month bender of of just putting myself in someone's basement and and drinking myself to sleep. It wasn't, I wouldn't go have fun with it. It was just, just sick. Um, and uh, I don't know, I just, it, I never thought I could hit bottom, and I did. And uh, I, think my, I think my girlfriend was, and her family were praying for me to, <clears throat> to get help. And, and uh, so I, I just accepted it and, and came to Teen Challenge, and, and uh, I, I love it here. I think, it's, I think it's great. Every day is better than the next. Um, God is great. He's restoring me and my family again, and uh, I don't know, with God and Teen Challenge, I hope to be the husband and, uh, and father that, uh, that I should be. Thank you. I want to give a scripture before we leave this morning, and let me say, um, again, a special thank you to all of you. You folks have been so precious, and generous to Teen Challenge over the years. Um, I've got with me, someone gave me this many, many years ago, the first book that David Wilkerson ever wrote, and it was the, uh, it's called God's Turf, and it's the story of the beginnings of Teen Challenge, and for the first couple of days, of, uh, here's one, the first chapter is called The Walking Dead, Heroin Addiction in New York City, and then it's just filled with, the first half is all about the badness of drugs and alcohol. How many have seen the badness of drugs and alcohol? And the last part is a story of Teen Challenge and the farm and guys out there, heroin addicts, milking cows and <laughs> the early days of Teen Challenge. But the most powerful part of this book is the last page. And there's a little saying in there. It says, love is not something you feel, it's something you do.
should I say that again? Everybody got it? Uh, we're in, um, I don't know, I think over 50 county jails every month sharing the program over uh, of the 440 people in the program. 90% uh, of them are in the one-year program. You don't come into a one-year program unless you have a pretty serious addiction. Um, I ask this often, don't raise your hand. We're a Christian program. We don't lie, okay? So I don't care if you have, you have your hand up or not. But if this about applies to you, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you, if it wasn't for Teen Challenge, in the next six months with the drug use you were using, you'd either be dead or in prison? Raise your hand. Okay. And how many would say that if we had all everyone here, just about the same response would be? Um, I say all the time, uh, I don't know a one of you that came through these doors. But you know us, not me, our staff. Would they give their shirt off their back for just about any one of you? That's how much they love you. And we say all the time, this is not about you getting your life straightened out only. It's about you going out of what helps somebody else. Right? If you just came here to get, so get sober, you made a big mistake. Amen? you got to go out and help somebody else with the love of Jesus. We're in 50 county jails. We get uh, not an exaggeration. Some of you probably wrote. Anybody in the county jails that wrote a letter to Teen Challenge? Okay. <laughs> so just take a cross-section. I don't know how many that is. And there's, uh, we probably get, I don't know, 50 to 100 of these every month. This one came, says, my name is, I'm currently, won't give you his name, I'm currently doing time in the Morrison County Jail. I've been using meth for four years. I had a habit of two and a half grams of glass per day. I'm a meth dealer. I was introduced to meth in the month of April 2000. Since then, I've lost my wife, my best friend, my stepdaughter, my brother, my sister. They just gave up to me. They figured there would, there would no way I was going to ever change. And he's got 10 pages of horror stories, and he ends it up with this uh, second to last page by saying, I figured there was no hope for me. I went to Walmart in Little Falls. I bought a quart of cranberry juice and a thing of stump killer. I mixed them together and drank them. I drove to a cemetery in Uppsala about three miles up the, Lord, I, up the road. I wanted to die. Thank God I started puking my guts out for over an hour. And then he talks about how he, the very next day he was back using meth until uh, um, later got picked up by the Morrison County Police and sat, sitting in jail begging to come into Teen Challenge. It's only your help. Uh, we had our gala several months ago. And our accountant did the paperwork out of the 90% uh, of the people who are in the one-year program. We subsidize, actually, the whole program over $825 a month for every one of you. I'll, I'll show you if anybody wants to be figured out. 825, 825, 825, 825, 825, 825, 825, 825. You go on and times that. And uh, we're just like you. We've been hit hard the last couple months. But you know what? If you can't give anything, you pray. Because we serve a big God. And he cares more about these people than we do, even. And we love them to death. So doesn't he care about them? So we love you. Pastor, we'll turn it back to you and we'll sing one last song. Thank you so much. I wonder if Teen Challenge, we can't give a big applaud and thank you to this congregation for their support. Yeah, thank you so much, Rich. And and the choir for singing in your ministry with us today. It is just a great joy to hear what God's been doing in your life, and we are so very, very grateful for that. Um, I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna be taking an offering for the work of Minnesota Teen Challenge. If you would like to write a check to them directly, that will help us. We'll just send it with them today, so you can make it out to Minnesota Teen Challenge, and we'll be doing that in just a minute. As I was listening to the testimonies that were shared, I think of what Jesus said. He said, "The thief." comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And who's the thief? That's Satan. And he comes to ruin lives. And he, you know, uses the lure of attraction, whether it's drugs and alcohol or the things of this world, you know, he just tries to pull people in. And then as soon as we get sucked into it, you know, and he turns around, he's the accuser of the brethren who comes and who says, you know, you idiot or you fool or nobody could love you, God couldn't love you. And he, he just turns that around. 
And he beats us up with it because he wants to keep us separated from God. And yet Jesus said what? He said, I came that you might have life and might have it to the full. He wants all of us to experience that rich and abundant life that only he can give. And when we come to know him, we experience more joy, more love, more peace in our life than we would find any other way. The world can't give that, but Jesus gives it. And once you taste that, once you have it, you don't want to lose it. You want to walk with him every day. So let's, I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll have an offering to support the work of Minnesota Teen Challenge, and then they'll sing a final song for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for your word that is truth. Thank you for your power that changes lives. Thank you for the grace that you give, that there's no pit so low that you cannot reach down and save us. And I thank you, Father, for the work that you've done in these individuals. And when I think of the world around us, the neighborhoods in which we live, Father, there are people that desperately need to know Jesus, need to know you as their Savior and Lord. And so I pray today that you would use this offering that we're about to take to continue this good work that's, that has begun. And I pray, Father, that you would meet the needs of Minnesota Teen Challenge and allow them to minister even more widely in the year ahead. I think of what one friend said to me. He said, God trumps the economy. And even though the economy may be struggling right now, God, you are all-powerful, and you can provide everything that we need. And so we ask for that. We ask for that in Jesus' name. Bless this offering, and we commit it to you. In Jesus' name again. Thank you. 
want to make one announcement quickly um, in closing. If <clears throat> uh, About a month ago, Fox 29 uh, TV got a hold of us and they said they'd like to do a fundraiser to help Teen Challenge. I don't know how many of you uh, eat at Taco Bell or at Pizza Hut or Sonic and I think there's a couple other restaurants on there. Uh, they produced some cards. They're called the Fox 29 cards. We have them down at the display board in the back and for $20 for the next two years Anything you buy at Taco Bell and even at Pizza Hut, I think you buy one, they get you one free. So it's a really good deal. 18 of the $20 goes to help Teen Challenge. And we also have a walkathon. You can find out more about that. So God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Very good. Yeah, please stop by their uh, table that they have in the foyer and check those things out afterwards. Uh, let's uh, stand. Let's give a round of applause to Teen Challenge and to the Lord for what he's done. to close our service with these words of scripture that seem very appropriate for today. It's from uh, the benediction or that uh, we find at the end of Jude. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. And all God's people said, Amen.